Welcome back to a new week of Blake's Take. Hope you're all having a great day. You know the deal. I'm Blake Neiman, and I'll give you my take on local and national sports from the Willamette Valley and beyond. Hope you're all having a great day today. We're going to get right into it with the association. We have some big news, big games that we've had, and some also logo talk. That's where we're going to start here with the NBA logo talk, logo talk, especially Kobe Bryant being brought up with Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving having the idea to change the NBA logo to honor Kobe Bryant and Bryant's widow, Vanessa Bryant, fully supporting it. In an Instagram post, Irving tweeted a modified NBA logo with Bryant front and center with the caption, Gotta happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league. Vanessa Bryant shared Irving's post via Instagram story with her own caption, Love this, at Kyrie Irving. LaMelo Ball, Steven Jackson, and Des Bryant also posted comments supporting the idea on Irving's original post. Since Bryant's death in the helicopter, in, uh, unfortunate helicopter incident in January of last year, the idea of changing the logo to Bryant's silhouette has gained more and more attention. A change.org petition in support of the idea has gained 3.2 million signatures since early 2020. The creator of the NBA logo, Alan Siegel's current CEO and president of the brand Identity, told Newsweek, it's quite clear that Bryant was a res- very respected figure by players all around the world and this is a really serious thing that should be considered by the league. Lakers Hall of Famer Jerry West, who is the current silhouette of the NBA logo, which has been in place since 1969. West has supported the idea of the logo being changed in the past, including a 2015 interview on such topic. I hate to say it's not a Laker, but Michael Jordan. West said then, he's been the greatest player I have ever seen, and I'm probably a harsh judge of talent in the sense that I admire players that are really good defensive players and really good offensive players. And I feel that at this time in the game, he was the best defensive player in the game, but more importantly, he was the best offensive player, and he made teams win. West also has been effusive with praise for Bryant throughout his career. On a TNT special honoring Bryant after his death, West West reminisced about drafting Bryant. I said, Shaquille, we just drafted a kid who's going to be the best player in the draft. West recalled telling Shaquille O'Neal, I said, I know you've got a lot of good players in Orlando. Got Penny and all that. But I said, we have better players here. We have one that's going to be the best player in the league one day. Pretty bold statement to make, but it obviously became a true statement. Personally, I think it would be very fitting to change the logo to Kobe to all the lives he has touched through this past year and continues to touch present, past, and future. He, it would be very fitting for him to be the NBA logo. I, they already changed the All-Star game in honor of him with the 24-second, 24-point rule at the end of the game. And I think it would be a great touch because it's not like Jerry West is the greatest basketball player of all time. And he is the logo. It's not a, such a GOAT status thing that you have to be the logo and the GOAT. It's just more of an iconic and meaningful thing. And I think that, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant is the most meaningful player to ever play in this basketball league. So we'll see if that ho- I really hope that changes to Kobe Bryant as the new NBA logo. As far as basketball games in the NBA, we have two MVP favorites dueling it out in L.A. with Curry 
and the Warriors take it on LeBron and the Lakers. James and the Lakers got early on with a 23-8 run, knocking down shots, sweeping in the lane, and of course doing great in the transition. The Lakers led by 20 after their 41-point first quarter performance, which was the most by any quarter for the Lakers this season. In the second, the Lakers still dominated with Alex Caruso getting involved, hitting key shots, finishing with 13 points on his 27th birthday. Happy birthday, Caruso. LeBron put the icing on the cake for this incredible first-half performance with a deep three buzzer beater nearly from the logo to cap off a 73, yes, 73-point first-half performance. Wow, that is unheard of. And the second half, things slowed down a little bit, but it was still all Lakers. With LeBron finishing with 19, along with his key contributor, Dennis Schroeder, back in the lineup after COVID protocol, finishing with 12 and 6 assists. Great for the Lakers to have Schroeder back. He is a huge contributor and a real difference maker in this Lakers' success. On to another LA team. This time, it is the Clippers who are out in Milwaukee, taking on Giannis and the Bucks. It was back and forth game through three quarters. So we're going to go right into where things got amped up in the fourth quarter. After trailing by seven points in the fourth quarter, the Bucks remained, regained the lead 101 to 100 when Giannis made two free throws with 157 left. The Clippers then had the ball with a chance to take the lead three se- on three separate occasions after that, but they just couldn't convert, with Paul George missing a contested layup, then Leonard missing a key three-point attempt, and then George missing a three-point attempt of his own, then brought it down to 35 seconds left, and they had done nothing and got great looks, but they just couldn't knock it down. And then with 10.3 seconds remaining, Giannis got the ball and rose up, slammed it down for the exclamation point dunk that sealed the deal for the Bucks in this one. Giannis finishes with 36 points and sparked a game-closing 9-0 run for the Bucks as they railed to victory over the Clippers 105-100 to for their fifth consecutive victory. Antetokounmpo has scored at least 35 points in four straight games, making him the first Buck player since Kareem to accomplish such a feat when he did it in January 6th through 14th in 1973. The Bucks' five-game winning streak follows a five-game skid that marked their longest losing streak since 2017. The Bucks went 5-5 five and five in their 10 games without Drew Holiday, who was back in the lineup. He didn't contribute too much, but it's always great to see him back out there. And once he gets back in the flow of things, the Bucks will continue. I hope they can continue this great winning streak that they have built up after their five losses. They have five wins, and I hope they can, honestly, with their schedule, I believe they can take it to 10 wins, especially with Drew Holiday back in the lineup. I'm excited to see what the Bucks will do and how they will continue to rise and get back into an elite. I know they're already third in the East, but they could try and push for a one and two spot above the Nets and or the Sixers if they push past on their continue to win. And Giannis keeps playing at this high level and trying out new things, so he is better than just a playoff player. Now to finish off the great action in the association, we have the Eastern Conference showdown between the Celtics and the Wizards. It was a great showing between Tatum and Beal in the first half, with Tatum scoring 16, while Beal kept his team within 5 at the break with 24 points of his own. The Celtics got out to a 68-57 edge early in the third quarter before Beal scored 8 of Washington's points on a, during a 12-2 run over a 5-minute stretch. 
Deals Beal's four-point play made it 95 to 94 with just over five minutes remaining. He followed by a basket over Kemba Walker with a three-pointer and had a three-point play making it 101 to 96 with just under four minutes to go. The Wizards led 110 to 105 after Beal's driving basket with 47 seconds left b- before the Celtics sliced it down with Tatum's acrobatic insane shot in the lane with 15 seconds remaining to bring it within one. Washington then turned over the ball before Tatum's twisting bucket gave the Celtics a 111 to 110 edge with just 4.7 seconds left. Beal got trapped in the front of the Boston's bench and fired up a shot. It bounced, toilet rolled around the rim, and time expired and it went out. Oh my. The Celtics get the 111-110 comeback victory over the Wizards despite Bradley Beal's 46-point outstanding performance. Bradley Beal has now lost 11 of his last 40-point performances. How can you post up 40 in 11 games and lose every single one? Oh, that's so terrible to see. It's the Wizards, though. If you check out my TikTok, I have a little bit of roast on the Wizards. But we'll leave that for a different time. But hopefully the Wizards can bounce back. That was a great win for the Celtics. Great chemistry there. Jason Tatum was showing his true all-star skills in that game. So all around great games in the association with great matchups and down-to-the-wire games that keep you always on the edge of your seat. Now on to NFL. Listen up, everybody. We have big news. J.J. Watt has finally found a home. Watt has agreed to a two-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. Terms were not disclosed, but a source told Adam Schefter the deal is worth $31 million, including $23 million guaranteed. Before the Cardinals announced the agreement, Watt broke the news by sharing a photo on Twitter of him squatting in a Cardinals shirt saying, Source me. <laughs> that was so it came straight from Watt there about the news. Watt later indicated he and his wife Kelia were traveling to Arizona on Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell's plane. He tweeted two photos of one of him on Bidwell's plane and the other with his wife uh, just standing to the other. Hopkins reacted to the Monday's new DeAndre Hopkins, his former teammate, reacted to the news Monday by tweeting, Life is good in Arizona. Watt will reunite with Vance Joseph, the Cardinals' defensive coordinator, who was the Texans' defensive backs coach during Watt's first three seasons in Houston. In Arizona, Watt will be paired with fellow pass rusher Chandler Jones, who has leads the NFL in sacks since he was drafted in 2012 with 97. Second to his throne is one the only Watt, who has 95 and a half sacks. Watt's addition meant minimal changes to the Cardinals' odds of winning the 2021 season, with their odds being to win the Super Bowl 40 to one, and the NFC remaining 20 to one. But Arizona's odds to win the NFC West moved from seven to one to six to one, still the longest odds of the four teams in the division. Speaking of the division, this is now 1,000 the best, 1,000 percent the best division in football. With Stafford and the Rams, that new addition, Jimmy G and the 49ers, who don't forget, made the Super Bowl just two years ago. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and the Seahawks, doing still pretty solid, always making a good playoff run. And of course, last but not least, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Chandler Jones, and yours truly, J.J. Watt. 
the only this only makes the Cardinals' fourth best pass rush even better than the two of the best to do it in JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. The Cardinals are gonna be ridiculous, and more importantly, the NFC West is gonna be outrageous. It has four of the most elite teams in the league. It is going to be crazy to watch, and whoever wins that division has a very good shot at going to the Super Bowl, or we can't disrespect Tom Brady's championship, definitely playing them, playing the Bucks in the NFC Championship. I'm glad and am so excited to see who is going to come out of the NFC West, and especially what these scary, scary Cardinals are going to do. Fly high, Cardinals. As far as local sports, the Ducks had once again a great performance with their sharpshooter and Chris Dart leading the way. Dort Dort got early got hot early, hitting several threes to cap off his 13-point first half performance. Then Eugenio Amarillo stepped up with 13 of his own in the second half to give the Ducks the 80-69 win over the Wildcats, with Amarillo and Dort combining for 43 points of their own by themselves. The Ducks have now won seven straight and are just waiting for UCLA to win a single game, and they take first spot in the Pac-12. They're doing great, folks. Just their sharpshooter in Chris Dart, he is special. He can shoot lights out every night, and Eugene Amarillo rules the paint for them. He just drives in, gets boards. He is completely controlling the paint, and then you have to worry about his force inside. You leave Dower outside, he's going to knock down every shot you give him, He's especially in the clutch. He has shown his clutch ability, and they are a great pair, not to mention all the other names that are on this team that contribute heavily to their success. Success. And I believe the Ducks, they're on a bubble team, but they are going to get into this NCAA tournament. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they win this Pac-12 tournament because I believe they have a very good shot, as I always continue to say. But great win for the Ducks. I am always impressed by Chris Dar and Eugene Amarillo. Incredible performances by them always. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you all enjoyed that new news, especially about J.J. Watt. Holy smokes, those Cardinals are going to be scary, scary. And I hope you all enjoyed all those NBA games. Those are some pretty wild things. We had some close ones and some not-so-close ones with Lakers-Warriors. Hope you all enjoyed that, and I'll catch you all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. You would appreciate it and you, so you can continue to tune into these local and national sports every single day of the week as long as we just stick together and i hope you all enjoyed and i'll catch you all in the next one